everyone. Welcome to today's episode of Expert Diaries. Today we have with us Nikki Elbert. So before introducing her, uh, I'd like to say a few words about Expert Diaries to people who are new to it. So this is an initiative from the Zoho campaigns team in order to connect avid email marketers to experts in email industry in order to learn best practices and tips from them. So basically our aim is to build a strong community of email geeks and we can learn from each other. So that's about Expert Diaries. And today's episode is about holiday email marketing. And Nikki Elvis is here to uh, walk us through uh, the insights that she has gained through her journey in email marketing. So as, as an email marketer, we all know how busy the holiday season is planning an uh, email campaign to you know moving ahead and sending an email campaign there is a lot of things that comes in between there will be a lot of doubts as in what should be done and what shouldn't be done so uh, nikki is here with us to give insights about that so i'll be introducing her to you right now so uh, if you have been following email industry for quite some time, you would definitely know her because she's been, uh, you know, uh, very active in the industry. So she's a very popular email strategist and a copywriter. She's previously worked as the head of email in Copy Hackers. And uh, she's also owning a company called Nikki uh, Elvis right now, where she'll help her clients uh, to, uh, you know, send conversion focused emails and uh, she's worked with uh, brands like Shopify plus um, Sprout Social, Tailwind and a lot of other brands and she's helped them send over uh, you know thousands of emails and uh, she's dubbed as the queen of emails so uh, that's about her uh, thank you so much Nikki for joining us today I'm so excited to speak to you so uh, sure, yeah. I, I'm blushing here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, do you have anything else to add to it, or can we move ahead? Absolutely. I don't think I could add anything. That was that was amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And I love this initiative. It's it's such a smart, beautiful initiative to like build this community around all the questions that everyone has, and it's a, like the questions that you put together are such good questions also that really are like you could tell that you know your audience and care about what they're struggling with so it's pretty awesome thank you yes so uh I, when i was taking a look at your profile i saw that you pursued advertising design and then you moved on to a uh, copywriting and then you slowly moved to email uh, so I would just like to, I was very curious to, you know, know how the journey was for you. So from, uh, you know, a designing uh, industry to email marketing and being the owner of Nikki Elvis. So how was the journey? Could you please uh, explain a bit about that to us? Sure. Yes. Um, so I've always been very, very interested in marketing ever since I was a kid. It was always just completely fascinating for me. And I have so many memories of different conversations with my mom at the grocery store, you know, just reading magazines, just definitely always been interested in marketing but you know as a kid like you're interested in a lot of things I was like oh maybe I'll be a fashion designer maybe I'll be a brain surgeon um you know there's just there's like a lot um so I eventually decided on design um graphic design and advertising design and I noticed that what I really really enjoyed of the design was not the design but the the marketing behind it the strategy behind it all the you know what what's the ad trying to communicate um so I shifted 
to copywriting. Um, but at that time, it didn't make sense to shift my whole degree because I had already gotten all the credits for advertising design. So I took a bunch of like elective copywriting classes, um, but then just graduated as advertising design. Um, and then, yeah, I started working for companies um, like an agency uh, doing copywriting. Um, and then as I went off on my own and started doing copywriting, I slowly noticed that email was like the one true love, um, you know, what I really, really enjoy, what feels very impactful for companies, what I enjoy writing and strategizing and doing. Um, so it's just this nice marriage of being able to have a lot of impact for my clients um, and also just enjoying the work. Great, great. Yeah, so I think this will be an inspiring story for a lot of aspiring email marketers. So uh, thank you so much for sharing it with us. So yeah, let me just get into the first question. So since this is about holiday email marketing, the first basic question that comes to our mind is that uh, what are the main factors that you would consider before planning a holiday campaign? Sure. Uh, so the first thing is take a deep breath because <laughs> it's going to be hard. <laughs> it's going to be long. <laughs> um, OK, so I think there's a few steps depending on how soon in advance you're planning. Um, so the first basic foundational thing that you can do that will just help the entire process be easier and more effective is to start surveying and interviewing your customers. Just get a lot of qualitative data um, just to help inform the entire campaign. Um, at the same time, if you could be um, diving into your previous emails, um, into you know just all your metrics that you have on, on site, um, and just building this database of, of a database of data, look at that, um, just to help you inform your strategy. So getting all of that set up and running that you have the data to help inform is just gonna make the whole entire process easier and obviously more effective because it's gonna be really data-driven. Um, that though, you need a bit of luxury of time. Um, so depending on you know how soon in advance you are starting uh, is going to dictate like, how, how many interviews can you run? Can you, do you have to cut the interviews and, and just work on surveys? Um, you know, can you look at the email metrics? Can you look at GA? You know, what, what do you have time for? Um, so I would, I would not skip this step at all, but I would, you know, depending how much time you have, how deep you can go. So that's the first thing. The second thing um, is, again, another preparatory kind of step, which is to clean your list. Um, just make sure that your emails, you know, that you get good deliverability during the holiday season. Um, you want your emails hitting the inbox when it's a very, very busy time and, you know, it's so easy to end up in spam. Um, so cleaning it from a deliverability perspective. And also, if you're running a re-engagement campaign and asking people, hey, do you still want our emails? And they're saying yes you've kind of reignited the relationship and they will then be, you're going to be more top of mind. You're going to be more emotionally, they're, they're going to feel more emotionally connected to you as a brand. So they're going to be paying more attention to your emails and they're going to feel better and more excited about your emails when it comes to the holiday and they start seeing your name in their inbox more frequently with all of your holiday campaigns. So just from a deliverability technical perspective, and then also from like a reigniting the relationship perspective, you want to be cleaning your list and, and just kind of re-engaging all your contacts. And then finally, you want to start segmenting all your contacts. Um, and you know, if you're if you haven't done it already, if you need to clean it up, um, just making sure that you can give really relevant campaigns to each segment of your audience. And you know, seeing 
you know, okay, so we have these five segments. So first of all, you want you want your segments uh, to make sure that things become relevant. And that can also help dictate your strategy because you'll see like, okay, we have this VIP, VIP segment. Oh, what should we offer them? Like, what do they deserve? You know, can we give them a 30%? Can we do it? Can we squeeze it? Uh, okay, 25. Okay, so if they're getting 25, then that means that the, um, you know, just the, the, previous customers or the new people, we can give them 25, maybe 20. Um, did I say 25? I don't remember, <laughs> you know, but it's going to, it's going to help you um, dictate your offer um, based on, on what segments you have, both because you want to make sure it's relevant to them. And also just because you know, okay, here's all the different offers we have to put on the table. Um, so you're, you're setting up your segments so that your emails will be really effective and also just to help you develop your strategy. Yes. Makes sense. So, yeah. So since you were talking about segments, um, nowadays we see a lot of marketers uh, sending different type of content uh, to different audience. And uh, most of them, uh, you know, they target uh, the location of their contacts. So uh, what do you have to say about uh, geo-targeting in uh, email marketing? We've seen a lot of that. So uh, what is your take on, uh, you know, how do you plan an email campaign using geo-targeting? I love that you're tying the two together because that's exactly what it is. Like I look at geo-targeting as a tactic that falls under a strategy of relevance. So the whole idea of geo-targeting, why it's so effective and so amazing is that it it, it makes the email really relevant. I remember I got an email from, this is like the most memorable email I've ever gotten um, from Nugs, which is, um, you know, uh, an alternative chicken nugget product. Um, and the subject line was, Michigan, are you ready? I'm from Michigan. And I, I, like, I read that and I was like, what's going on in Michigan? Like, what's happening? You know, like, I need to open this. I need to see. And like, there was emotion there. When I read that subject line, I was feeling something. And that is like the number one thing that you want to do to your subscribers is to get them to feel. So that was very effective. Um, and I was excited. I was like, what's what? I was curious. I was excited. You know, I opened the email and it said, nugs are now in plum market. So that was so relevant because that's a store that I shop in. That's a store. It's not like, get nugs in your grocery store. Now we're in your local grocery store. It was, they're in Plum Market. That's so, it was so vivid and illustrative and relevant because I could see myself next time I'm in Plum Market. Oh, there they are, you know? Um, so it was just a very, very memorable email. It was a very emotional email um, because it had this relevance based on geotargeting. Um, if you have um, just a few products um, and they're not something that will make a difference depending on the location, you know, they're not something that you can use in a certain climate. They're not something that's going to make a difference. You know, all your audience is in the same basic country. Um, you'll have to find something else that will prove that relevance in your emails. Geo geolocation is not going to give that like spark of, wow, this is really relevant for me. Um, but if you are, you know, you're, you're targeting people in Australia and in America, that's something that that's a huge difference because under the equator, they are, you know, they're experiencing the holidays in the sun with flip flops and the beach. Um, and over the equator, it's, you know, it's snow and, and, you know, all the all the like traditional holiday kind of things so you know whereas you will see a lot of the traditional cold climate sort of holiday geared things to australia in those areas um 
it's become normal for them and it's become like kind of a seasonal sort of thing. So it's fine. But imagine that joy when they'll see like, oh, they get me. They understand like this is really what I'm experiencing, not just like, oh, what I'm hearing about. Um, so anytime that you can delight your audience like that and give them that relevance, um, just first of all, from a delight perspective. And then if you have uh, specifically things that actually make a technical difference, like if your shipping times are going to be different based on um, locations, um, you know, even even shipping prices, um, if your product can be used differently in different climates, um, like, for example, let's say you are a beauty space, right? Um, so again, back to the different climate, you know, you don't want to be talking about um, warm scents, let's say, like, you know, warm vanilla sugar. Like if you can start giving more of your summer scents uh, to, you know, the areas that are experiencing summer, just thinking about what the different audiences are experiencing um, and, and providing the content that will be relevant and interesting for them, that's a great use of geolocation. So basically, it's like uh, awaking a curiosity in uh, the subscriber's mind by telling them about something special about their location or uh, something on that line. Yes. So as well as meeting their needs based on where their location is as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, when do you uh, recommend sending first a holiday email campaign? Because as you said, there will be a difference in season and there might be warm places, cold places. So there. So how do you decide that? And how do you, uh, when should you plan uh, on sending an email campaign? Um, yeah, another particular example is a lot of companies will start on Veterans Day, um, which if you're targeting European countries, you know, like what's Veterans Day? <laughs> um, so yeah, exactly. Definitely thinking about the location of your subscribers um, and also thinking a lot about what you can handle in terms of sales. Um, so one company that I saw last year, um, they did a really unique thing where in the, I don't remember if it was the end of October or the beginning of November, I think it was even the end of October because a lot of companies will start at the beginning of November. They sent out an email saying, don't buy on our Black Friday sale. If you're smart, you will you will buy now because we are giving a better, bigger sale now. So let's say it was, we're doing 20% off now. Our Black Friday sale is going to be 15% off. It's not going to be as good by now. We promise you it's better now by now. Um, and they were doing this to handle the shipping delays. Um, so that was a very smart strategy to push their Black Friday sale early. Um, first of all, because they didn't have to deal with the craziness of you know competing with all the other companies that were trying to ship out their stuff at all at the same time the carriers were all backlogged so shipping out early october or uh, end of october early november was was so much easier for them they had so much less headache to deal with so that was a smart strategy on that end it was also really smart because it was much more of a blue ocean at that time. There were so fewer, so many fewer companies that were promoting all their sales. Um, you know, they didn't have to. They, you you don't have the price shopping aspect. You didn't have the distraction of all the other companies. Um, so it was just it was just a beautiful time for them to be like, hey, let's do a really really good sale. And that dedicated audience that's on the email list got that amazing sale. And they still ran the Black Friday sale, um, but it was just. It was probably lower volumes. They didn't have to deal with the shipping. And, you know, anyone who was kind of thinking about it coming in soon, like later into it, less loyal, needed more time anyway and needed that Black Friday rush anyway to get there. Um, so that's one option. Um, although if everyone starts to do it, then it's just 
you know, pushing Black Friday earlier. Um, but, you know, really, like, it, it really depends a lot on your capacity and your bandwidth. Um, you know, if you're starting on November 1st, what is going to keep that excitement going all the way until Black Friday? Is it because, you know, all the way from November 1st to the 15th is you're just doing like teases and pre-sales um, and just kind of, you know, getting people excited about it? That That's a strategy you could do. Um, maybe you have a different offer every week of the month. So that's something that keeps people excited. Um, and it's also perfectly valid to only have a flash sale on Thanksgiving and Black Friday, Cyber Monday, um, you know, anything in that actual window as well. Um, so it's really about what you want to handle as a brand, as well, of course, as what your customers are expecting, but it's hard to know what they want and what they're expecting. Um, you know, if you know that they do really well with flash sales, or if you know that they, they do really well with waitlisting, um, you know, and pre-launching and that kind of thing, that's gonna help inform uh, what kind of sale you wanna be doing. But really, because the holiday time is so stressful and there's so many pieces and you have to be playing with so many different things, you wanna be making your sale window what will be the easiest for you. We're telling about a, a particular email that uh, got your attention and the subject line with the name of the uh, name of your place. So uh, is that one particular thing that uh, excites you or uh, uh, is there anything else that excites you in an email campaign? So uh, if, if you're receiving an email campaign, what is the one thing that uh, attracts you the most? Me the most? I like curiosity subject lines a lot. I love I love when the question is not answered. There's a question in my mind from reading that subject line and I'm just like, okay, now what? What's like, I have to click in and see. So either something that's like a total pattern interrupt. I've never seen anything like this from this brand. Uh, something that just leaves me with a question. Something that, um, you know, just there's a lot of word twitch, like little tricks you could use, like using the word this. So what are you saying when you're saying this? You know, you're not defining what this is. Um, so that's, you know, definitely a, a very easy hack to make something uh, a curiosity subject line. Um, but those are my favorite. Um, I, I definitely default to using them because I find them definitely the most intriguing in my inbox as well. <laughs> okay, okay. So, and, and I've also read a post from uh, uh, an article of yours where you were saying that uh, the subject line, the sender name, and uh, uh, the pre-header is the most, uh, the, these are the most important factors that uh, people should consider while sending out an email campaign. So do you have any particular tips for, uh, you know, uh, for creating uh, these uh, subject name, pre-header and the sender name? Um, so yes, but the, the, those three things are the most important thing for getting the open. Um, and many, many people forget about the sender name, um, where it's just the subject line and the preview text, or just the subject line. Um, and the sender name is actually more important than your subject line because you know if if you said if you get an email from your mom that just has a question mark or or says like you know take the garbage out or, or something, you know, that's not exciting, something that is, you know, it doesn't make any sense or something that doesn't interest you. Um, you're going to open it anyway, because it's from your mom, right? Um, so that that applies to brands as well. We, we have a relationship between the brands and the, the customers and the subscribers that the sender name, it doesn't matter what the subject line is, if they are 
excited about emails from your company, they're going to open regardless of what the subject line is. So that's a lot of work and it's going to, you know, that's much more than holidays, but you can take part of your pre-planning effort to build up that excitement about your brand and to build up that, you know, generate that kind of relationship pre, like pre-holiday so that your sender name does that. Uh, you'll also see a lot of holiday sender names um, where it's like, you know, uh, Cole's Black Friday or, you know, HP Black Friday or, you know, where it's it's just very easy for people to see like, oh, this is a Black Friday email. Um, particularly around the holidays, we all know, you know, subject line, like in inboxes are flooded. Um, so yeah, making that really clear that this is a Black Friday email, this is exciting. Um, that can be a really smart tactic to just when they're skimming, like, oh, Black Friday sale. Okay, cool. I'm clicking here. Um, another interesting thing with preview text is a lot of times you'll see a curiosity subject line, but then the preview text will give away what the what that like curiosity was aiming for. So let's say like, um, you know, uh, super, you know, open for super secret savings, right? And then the preview text says 20% off. So you now you know, <laughs> you know, so you don't have to click inside the email to see because you already know. Um, so there's nothing wrong with not being curious. So that's not to say that you can't talk about more blunt things that you can't you know, say 20% off in a subject line, you absolutely can. You don't have to only use curiosity subject lines. But if you are using curiosity subject lines, then you don't want to give everything away in the preview text. So that's just something to think about. Um, but just in general, when you're crafting the emails, the subject lines, the, the preview text for holiday, the one thing you should be focusing on, the one thing that you should be having in your brain that you should just be like top of mind kind of thing is, people's inboxes are crazy crowded. You know, we know this, we totally know this. Um, but beyond just trying to stand out, which obviously you're trying to do, is also just like knowing that reality, how can you step into their shoes and how can you experience that? Um, so that's one like really, really unique email that I saw, although I saw it about four times last year. So I think somebody did it and then a bunch of marketers were like, okay, let's add this into our campaign. Um, was um, It was an emoji pointing up and an emoji pointing down. And in between the two emojis was a subject line. Um, and each of the subject lines were something like, ignore these emails or these sales are not as good as the sales in this email. So it was just such a unique way to show like we know what you're dealing with. We know you you're you're trying to like figure out the overwhelm, all the distraction, everything like here, focus in on here. This is the best. Um, so I don't know if you should use that strategy because it, it might be like 20 people using it next year um, or this year. Um, but just that idea of, of getting into the headspace and understanding, okay, this is what their reality is. We want to help them focus. We want to help them understand that this is where they should be focusing. Um, that's just gonna like getting in that headspace is gonna help you craft your lines. Yes. So uh, you already spoke about emojis, using emojis in uh, the subject line. And uh, so what is your opinion about using images or GIFs in email content? So as you said before, you received that emails uh, four times in a row. Uh, so do you think if they had used another image or another GIF at, the, at that point of time, would you have been more interested? So what is your take on uh, using emojis, GIFs, and uh, 
uh, images in email content. They're definitely a way to keep things interesting and engaging and different. And, and yeah, it does add a little bit of uniqueness. Whereas, you know, if you know that everybody is going to be using that red uh, sail, you know, like the red flashing sail emoji, um, you know, that's a very popular one. So like, what if you do like a blue ocean or a palm tree? Like what? Like, you know, it, that stands out a little bit. Um, and then as well as, you know, images in the, in, in the actual email videos, all those kinds of things, like they're just, it's another way to engage your users. Um, you know, obviously they have to make sense for your audience, for the email, but yeah, they're fun, you know. Um, especially GIFs that are, are brand made. So for example, let's say, you know, you have your product and then it's, you know, just the like the flashing text of what makes your product awesome. Mm -hmm. That's a way to really pack in a lot of information in a short email. So it could just be like a really quick email that's like 20% off starts now, but then, you know, you can have like no fillers, all vitamins, um, you know, and it's just, it's just, it doesn't take up a lot of mental space. It doesn't take up a lot of actual physical space, um, but it's, it's very engaging and it's just, it's just like a nice way to stuff things in. Um, the only thing to think about with video is that, of course, you can't embed video into email. So you want to make sure that you're um, driving to a landing page that, yes, has the video where they can watch, but then has other abilities to get conversion. Um, so, you know, don't drive them to YouTube. Don't drive them to just a, a static video page with nothing else on it. You want to make sure you're driving them to the video. Yes, they want to be watching it. Um, but, you know, that the rest of the page allows them to convert. It allows them to shop and buy and and continue that customer journey. Okay, so, um, and uh, when we were beginning the interview, you were speaking about re-engagement emails. So uh, what is your take on that? So uh, consider sending win back emails, because sometimes when there is an email uh, in our inbox, we'll be like, okay, it's been so long that I've not been following them and they're sending an email, particularly during this holiday time. So uh, there are people who consider it as, you know, a very, really bad thing. And there will be people who would be very much inspired from their content or they would see the subject in clicking it and uh, reading about it. So uh, do you think win back email is something that holiday, uh, you know, that email marketers can try during holiday email marketing? If so, what would be some of the, you know, content and design related tips that you have uh, for them? Sure, yeah. So what works so nicely about WinBacks during holidays is that for from the email marketer side, it's such a great gauge of knowing whether this subscriber is going to be a healthy, long-term, good subscriber or not. Because if you're sending them the holiday offers that are probably your best offers throughout the entire year and they're not converting, then they probably won't convert ever because if you're giving them your best and they're not taking it so from an email perspective like from the marketer side it's you know it's a no-brainer to do a win back during the holidays but yes from the customer side they're overwhelmed by so many emails and even just okay let's pretend that they don't get annoyed by your emails right just they're they're going to be shopping for the brands that they're comfortable with that they're loyal to that they are you know just more used to like it's just when you have so many decisions and so much overwhelm you just default to what you're used to doing so it's this funny balance of like okay it's a great time to do it okay maybe it's not such a great time to do it um so the best thing to do in these kinds of situations is to address the fact that this could be a weird time for them, you know? So um, I was working on uh, one client who they had one SKU 
and they it was a product that was the type of product that you needed to do a lot of research about and you only bought one like every 10 years right maybe you bought like a secondary one you know but it was really you know it was like a one-time kind of thing um so instead of just sending them holiday emails we sent the disengaged subscribers we sent them the first touch was like hey did you buy one already uh and if you didn't you know, do you have anything stopping us? Um, you know, like stopping you, you know, can we help you with the decision? Can we help you with your research? Um, so it opened up that conversation. So they didn't feel annoyed or overwhelmed or anything like that. And it, it helped them continue the journey, like the customer journey from research to actually buying. Um, as well as then, so after that little mini series of, you know, that kind of like win back-ish, you know, did you, did you not? We then defaulted them into, if they didn't respond, we then defaulted them into, okay, here's how you can, you know, get a secondary one. The offer was about more of the secondary product versus the primary product. Um, so it just, it just matched their reality of a disengaged subscriber. Instead of just throwing them the same thing that everyone else got, it was following what they were experiencing, which then can lead to higher conversions. Um, so addressing that kind of thing, making your content talk about the fact that like, and not just like, hey, we noticed you haven't bought in a while, because that doesn't do anything for anyone. You know, if the, the worst it can do is make them feel guilty, the best it can do like, okay, it's a little relevant-ish. But what you want to do is like, oh, we see you haven't bought. Is it because, you know, X? Is it because Y? Um, do you want to try this version? Did you know that we have a free trial? Do you know, you know, just helping them through that objection instead of just, you know, reminding them that they haven't bought. <laughs> um, so yeah, definitely try yeah, with that because it's a good time. Yes, <laughs> but, but make the content around what their journey is. Um, another, by the way, interesting thing is to run a secondary win back in like January, February time. Um, first of all, just because it's kind of like slump season, you know, you're just kind of recovering from the holidays. Um, but also because if they missed it with that overwhelm, then you're kind of giving them another chance where they're familiar again, they're getting the emails again. Um, but it's just that like secondary, like, okay, we're not overwhelmed as much. So right now we spoke about uh, the strategy part of emails and then we spoke about the content and uh, about the design. So I know th these three are important, but uh, what do you consider as the most important factor or what should an email marketer give more focus to when uh, they are planning on an email marketing uh, campaign? Is it the strategy or is it the content or is it the design? So how how is it? What do you think about it? There's like no question. It is strategy, 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 strategy. <laughs> um, you know, all like everything we've been discussing until now is like, well, if it's this, then do that and make sure you do this. And, you know, based on the strategy and based on your audience and based on your location, you know, like it's, it's just the strategy is going to dictate absolutely everything. You can have the most beautifully, beautifully crafted email that is so clear and unique and, and enticing for people. But if it doesn't make any sense for who it's targeting, for the offer, for any any of those things, it's not going to convert. Actually, I'm thinking about a brand right now that I, their emails are so unique and so interesting. Like they're really, I, I open them and I read them because they're so interesting. I mean, I read every email just because like they're interesting for me. They help me grow. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I don't get them. They don't, the strategy doesn't make sense for me. So the, 
I'm not going to take any further action aside from reading that. Um, so yeah, a thousand percent strategy. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So uh, thank you so much for uh, joining us today. But before winding up, I just have one more question uh, to you. So uh, do you have any personal uh, favorite brands that uh, do email marketing perfectly? So holiday email campaigns in particular. So if you have any of your personal uh, favorite brands, can you name them for us, uh, for our sure. audience? Yeah. Yes, I, I get so many emails. I, I love studying them all. <laughs> um, so I actually mentioned them previously, the ones that did the like the early Friday, Black Friday sale. Um, that was supply. They sell single edge single edge razors. I, I don't have facial hair, um, you know, and I'm still reading every single one of their emails um, because they, they do it so well. They do a few things really well. Um, first of all, they're, they're just really nice looking. They're, they're well designed, um, which is just a basic foundational good thing. Um, they're very smart and strategic. So a lot of the emails are, they have stories to them. They have angles. They help people through the journey. So it's not just like, hey, here's our sale. There's, here's our sale. Here's why you should shop. Or, you know, here's something awesome about us. And hey, we're running a sale. Um, so they really, really help people convert because they're they're just, they're data-driven. They have great copy um, that just helps persuade people. Uh, forward, um, as well as they're very founder focused. Um, so you really feel like you have a connection with the brand. So every so often, there'll just be like an email from the founder, um, you know, where he's just, you know, talking about, let's say at one point he had a Father's Day email where he was talking about his struggles with infertility. Um, and it was just, it just creates that connection with the brand. Um, but they don't lose that, um, where sometimes you'll see just too much content and, and not enough conversion. And that doesn't work from the brand brand side um so they have like a really nice balance there um and they're just very human in terms of you know that that black friday early sale that email was just it was just so straight talk it was just like here's what's happening here's what we're doing here's what you should do um so it just worked out very nicely and um you know, I don't know, they had an apology email one time where, you know, they messed up the sale. Um, so they just, you know, said like, hey, okay, you know, whoops, we messed up. And it wasn't like a fake we messed up. You know, it was just, it was just so, they they, they feel real and authentic and like you can trust them. Um, so they're just doing a really, really great job. Yes. Uh, so I think uh, that's all we have time for today. So thank you so much, uh, Nikki, for joining us. I, I, I was you. really happy uh, to host this session. It was really good. Uh, thank you so much. And uh, yeah. Sure. I had fun. You could, tell, you could talk about this stuff forever. <laughs> <laughs> it was really interesting to hear uh, whatever you had to say. And uh, I'm sure that this will help a lot of female marketers to plan their holiday email campaigns. Uh,